luxurious love His tracks take me to an oasis Of peace, the quiet brook of bliss That's where he restores and revives my life He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure And leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness So that I can bring honor to his name Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love 
pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my fellowship. I'm Pastor Doug. We're glad if you're here or if you're watching online. We're just going to have a good time with the Lord tonight and get ready for times of refreshing to come from His presence. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful and thankful that we have a good, good God. Lord, you are good and greatly to be praised. And Lord, we enjoy your presence. We enjoy your goodness. And Lord, we thank you that your Holy Spirit is here moving and working and doing great and mighty things. And we just bless the name of Jesus tonight. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Let's worship the Lord together.
Oh, 
there is a stream that makes glad the city of our God. Get into its flow. Get into its joy. Get into its gladness. Get into its rejoicing. And let joy and gladness and rejoicing just flow over you like fresh streams of water. For there is a stream that flows from the throne room to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Say, I'm getting in the flow. 
Oh, say it's flowing. It's moving. It's taking me somewhere. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Well, you may have your seats. Yeah, living water. You drink from the living water and you don't thirst anymore. Because it fully, fully satisfies. And I want you to consider something tonight as you give unto the Lord. You know, when you give unto the Lord and sow into the kingdom of God, you're giving to a giver. Not only are you giving to a giver, but you're giving to the greatest giver of all time. And this is what he promises to do for you. Psalm 84, verse 11. Psalm 84, verse 11. It says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. He is a provider and a protector. He'll give you light and a lift. The Lord God will give grace and glory. How many could use some grace? How about some glory? Do you know any other God who shares his glory with his people? So he'll give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Think about that. No good thing. Part of walking upright is giving to God's kingdom. And he is not going to withhold any good thing. If there's something good that he has for you, he'll give it to you. And then he says in verse 12, O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. How many are trusting in him tonight? Amen. Each and every day. Well, if you're trusting in him, you're blessed. Say, I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Father, I just give you thanks and praise. Lord, as we give into your kingdom, as we sow, those of us that are here, those of us that are watching online, Lord, there's all kinds of ways to do it. And we just want to honor you, Lord. We want to bless you. It's a privilege to sow into your kingdom. And we thank you, Lord, that good comes to us from you. I thank you, Lord, that good will come to every giver and their gifts. In Jesus' name, amen. Of course, you can do that anytime during the service. Hallelujah. All right, we have some awesome kids. Amen. We're going to dismiss your kids right now for your class. Amen. Hallelujah. Mr. Paul is going to give you the word. Amen. Have a good class. Have a good time in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. You know, Craig Hagan, he's Pastor Hagan's son. You know, they always have an announcement if they have a, a meeting to... Uh, 
pick up your kids. He said, I was always the last one to be picked up. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Well, just want to let you know that um, the end of June, the last Sunday in June, we're going to have a very special guest. His name is Marvin Yoder. He is a Rama instructor, and uh, he was on the pastoral staff there, and he uh, grew up Amish and uh, in Kansas, but he's going to be with us uh, for the men on the Barnabas meeting and for us on Sunday morning. And I uh, want you to let people know about it. It's going to be a great time and uh, a blessing. He uh, specializes in flowing and moving with the Holy Spirit. And we heard him uh, two years ago at a minister's retreat, and it was just really incredible. And, and the Spirit of God just really moved, and it was awesome. So I want you to plan for that, right? Plan to be here. Good, good time to invite a friend. Amen. Were you ready for the word tonight? I want to ask you a question tonight. What is hiding in your heart? Did you know that your heart is a container that God gave you to hold things and to distribute things? Now, your heart is not the organ that goes, pumps the blood, right? Boom, boom. That's not, the, that's not the, what the heart we're talking about. We're talking about the heart as the inner man. What's hiding in your heart? You know, there are things that can be in our heart that will harm us. You don't want fear to be hiding in your heart. You don't want doubt to be in your heart when it comes to the things of God. Right? We don't want bitterness to be hiding in our heart because that doesn't produce anything good. But there is something that God wants us to hide in our heart. And as we hide it in our heart, it'll transform your life. I want you to turn with me to the longest psalm. Psalm 119. 176 verses in this psalm, all about our relationship with the Word. Hallelujah. We're going to go to Psalm 119 and verse 11. Psalm 119 and verse 11. And the psalmist said here, he said, Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Let's go back up to verse 9. It says, Where shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed, therefore, According to your word, with my whole heart, say my whole heart, have I sought you, or let me not wander from your commandments. Isn't it interesting? He said, your word, whose word? God's word. It's capital Y. Amen. It is God's word. And God's word was meant to be written on your heart. It was meant to be hidden in your heart. 
And what happens when his word is hidden in your heart? It's a sin preventative. Your word have I hidden in my heart. In other words, I made a conscious decision that I'm going to deposit your word inside of me because I'm going to live inside out. Did you know that you're living inside out? Out of the heart flow the issues of life. What is the one thing that God does when we get born again? He gives us a new what? He gives us a new heart. We get a heart transplant. We, we get an old nature removed and a new nature installed. All of us have been upgraded to kingdom level. Because you have a new heart, you have been qualified to operate in the kingdom of God. All it takes is a new heart. And God gives us the new heart. Amen? So he said, your word have I hidden, or another way to say this is treasured up or stored up in my heart that I might not sin against you. Why? Do you ever, have, has anyone ever left their heart at home? Your heart is with you wherever you go. So what you have put in your heart is accessible wherever you are. So when you're hiding his word in your heart, it's going to become a reality in your life. Hallelujah. So you got to make a decision. What's going to prevent you from sinning? It's the word is our defense. The word is our weapon. The word is our armor. Amen? And when we hide it in our hearts, that word hide, it simply means to lay up or to store, to treasure up. It means to hide by covering over. Do you know that when you eat food, you hide your food? It goes from the plate to the inside, right? And you put it where no one else can see it. But then you experience the effects of it, right? I remember when when David had some mighty men. And they were weary Because they had been fighting and fighting. And all they needed was some sustenance. And the minute they ate, they they gained strength. See, because here's the key. What you put on the inside will come out on the outside. Amen? Hallelujah. What you hide in you, you consider valuable. You consider precious. Your word have I hidden, have I treasured and stored in my heart. Say, I got the word in my heart. Whoo, hallelujah. Glory to God. 
See, the heart of you is the center of your being. Whether you realize it or not, we live out of our hearts. Right? And the only way to change how we live is to change what's in our heart, change the content of our hearts. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. See, what you think about, what you discuss, what you meditate on, what you ponder on affects your heart. If you want food to get into your body, it's got to go through a process called digestion. But if you want the word to get into your body, it's got to go through the process of meditation. To repeat it over and over, to ponder, to mutter. Amen. That's what it means. Glory to God. See, so the safest place to lay up the greatest treasure is in your heart. Your heart was made to hold God's treasure. Glory to God. Your heart was made to hold God's word. Because wherever you go, wherever you are, you can always reference what's in your heart. Having God's word in your heart is like having a bullet in the chamber of a gun. You know, a gun's no good unless it has something on the inside. If there's not a bullet in the chamber, nothing's going to come out. But having God's word in your heart is like having a bullet in the chamber. Having God's word in your heart is like having the ingredients to a cake right before you bake it. How many know you've got to put ingredients in before you bake it? Right? Because if you don't put the right ingredients in when you bake it, you know something's missing. You've got to put the ingredients in. Having God's word in your heart is like having the ingredients of a cake in it before you bake it. Having God's word in your heart is like having a full charge on your cell phone. With a full charge, it can perform all of its functions. If your battery is dead on your phone, it won't work. If your battery is dead on your car, it won't start. Right? But having God's word in your heart is like having a full charge on your cell phone. You can Google. You can text. You can call. You can watch videos. You can do all kinds of things as long as there's power. Right? Having God's word in your heart is like having money in the bank. You know, it's hard to draw out money from the bank if there's nothing in there. Right? You've got to have something in there to, have to take something out of it. Right? Having God's word in your heart is like having money in the bank. Glory to God. Having God's word in your heart is like having a sheath for a sword. Did you know that you can put a sword is sharp? It's got a blade, sometimes two-sided, right? Two, two blades, one on each side. But if you don't have a sheath, it's hard to carry that sword. You can cut yourself. But having God's word in your heart is like having a sheath for a sword. You can carry it with you, but you can pull it out when you need it. Glory to God. The sheath contains the sword. It contains the sharp edge. It contains the blade. Did you know the word of God is our sword? And our heart is our sheath. You can't see a sword when it's in the sheath. All you see is the handle. But when you pull it out and put it in the hands of a skilled warrior, the enemy's in trouble. 
We're supposed to use our seat. Our sword is the only offensive weapon we have against the enemy. Hallelujah. To, to have God's word in your heart is to love it. How many love God's word? Oh, you've got to have a love affair with God's word. You've got to fall in love with God's word. Otherwise, it's hard getting it inside of you. If you don't love it, you don't want to get it inside of you. Right? But, but, but when you love it, oh, I want to get it in me. Amen? How many love God's word? Oh, you've got to love God's word. God's word is Jesus, and Jesus is God's word. He's the word made flesh. When having God's word in your heart is, is loving it, it's thinking about it. It's making it the inward rule of your conduct. How do you know if you're behaving right? Your heart will let you know. Right? Something on the inside. Working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. How many has been changed from something on the inside? Glory to God. God planted his incorruptible seed into your life and it's growing. It's flourishing. It's thriving. It's working. It's moving. But it's all because of we, we've got to hide his word in our hearts. You put it where no one else can see it, but then it shows up in how you behave. It shows up in how you speak. It shows up in what you do. What's on the inside comes out on the outside. Glory to God. It's the most precious set of secrets that we could put in our heart. And it prevents sin. When we have God's word in our heart, that's when it will become a reality in our life. He didn't say hide it in your head. It didn't say store up knowledge in your head. It's talking about the heart. See, the heart, with, with the heart man believes. See, you decide whether God is for you or against you by what you believe in your heart. The heart is what makes the determination whether you're going to receive from God or not. Not your head. Your heart could be in it, but your head not even have a clue and you can still get it. Amen? I mean, the man sitting at the gate, beautiful, he was expecting money. He didn't expect the healing, but when he got a healing, he's like, what just happened? Why? Because two people had hid something in their heart. And when they encountered that man, they were able to share what was inside of them, what was a part of them, what they had hidden in their heart. And when they shared it, power came out. You, when you hide the word in your heart, you got the power generator in your heart. What created this world? The word. You can hide the very substance of creation inside of you. And then it begins to work in you. It changes you from the inside out. You go in a caterpillar and you come out a butterfly. 
Why? Because something was working on the inside. The, that, that caterpillar, he spins the cocoon, right? He, 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 he puts himself inside of a cocoon, right? And he stays there for a period of time. And then when the time is right, when what was on the inside begins to take shape, begins to take form, and that, that caterpillar, the, the, the cocoon breaks open, and he went from crawling to flying. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How do we hide God's word in our heart? I'm so glad you asked that question. You know, you've got to make time for the word. The word, your flesh is not always in agreement with the word. But you've got to override your flesh. And you've got to make time for the word. Everybody said make time for the word. Yeah, it takes time to read it, to study it, to digest it, to ingest it, to get it on the inside. Amen? It's a process. And everybody has to have the same process. Some processes are sped up and some are not as fast, but the process is still the same. Study you got to read God's Word. You can't just get it inside of you by touching it. You actually have to read it, look at it, speak it, read it. Did you know that Moses instructed Israel to read the law? The five books that he wrote. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And when they built the wall, everybody was standing and they read the word from morning till noon. Just reading the word. And that's another way you, that you could get it. Listen to it. If you don't like reading, listen. Right? God's got a lot of ways that we can get it inside of us. How many has ever listened to a song and you walked away and started singing that song? Oh, I got that song stuck in my head, right? Well, how did it get stuck in your head? You heard it and you heard it and you heard it. And maybe you didn't like it, but it got inside of you. Why? Because you left singing it. That's what, how we got to get in the Word. You got to get in the atmosphere where the Word is taught, where the Word is preached, where the Word is demonstrated. You know, the, they taught us in Bible school some things are better caught than taught. Sometimes you just get something just by being in the atmosphere. It's like the drug addict who gets, who gets high from someone else smoking, not him. He's he just suffering the effects of it, right? He's in the atmosphere. How about write God's word? Did you know that God's a writer? He wrote a book, didn't he? He wrote letters. And he writes it on your heart. Do you know that God will write his word on your heart? Think about that. God Almighty wants to communicate directly to you his message. He writes it on the inside of you. He writes and tells you how much he loves you. He writes and tells you how special you are to him. Amen. You're his people. He's your God. Say, I'm God's people. So he's my God. 
God is in heaven right now saying, there's my people right there in Palmyra. I got some people in Palmyra. Hallelujah. Do you realize when you hide God's word in your heart, you remove limitations. You remove barriers. You drive out can't from your system. We could, we could use a good flush of can'ts. Amen? When you, when you hide God's word in your heart, the only thing that you put in there is cans. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. Notice, someone else can't hide the word in you. You've got to hide it in you. No one else can hide the word in you for you. Except when you're maybe a little child. Amen? Did you know Moses instructed the people to, to tell it to your children, your children's children? Talk about the word at breakfast. Talk about the word at lunch. Talk about the word at dinner time. Talk about the word before you go to bed, when you're sitting at the table. Amen? He actually said, write it on the, the frontlet of your, of your eye or your head, right? Not literally, but that's how we're supposed to do it. Amen? Pray God's word. Memorize God's word. Ponder God's word. Study God's word. Live God's word. Did you know that the word of God is the most practical book ever written? You could actually live it. It's livable. And it has no side effects. It's medicine to your soul. It's healing to your body. It's strength to your bones. It's wisdom to your life. It's light to your darkness. It's help in your trouble. It's peace in the midst of, of a storm. When you hide the God's word in your heart, you become stormproof. Mm-mm. Hallelujah. How about discuss the word? You know, in Malachi, I think it's the last chapter of Malachi, the Bible actually records people who sit around their table talking about the word. It makes a record in heaven. He said, my peeps are talking about me again. Let's discuss the word. That's a, that's a way of getting it in you. Talk about it. Live it. Love it. Amen. All ways to get it in your word, to hide it. Teach God's word. The best way to learn it is to teach it. Well, I don't have anybody to teach you. Invite them over. See, I want to tell you something. In Psalm 119, it has a lot of interaction between us and the word and our heart. In verse 2 of Psalm 119, the Amplified says... Blessed and favored by God are those who keep his testimonies, who consistently seek him and long for him with all their heart. How many long for God with all your heart? How are we supposed to love him with all of our heart? Say, I'm all in. Look at your neighbor and say, get all in. Amen. We got to be all in when it comes to God. Right? With all your heart. Verse 5. Psalm 119, oh, that my ways may be established to observe and keep your statutes 
obediently. You know, if you want your ways established, you've got to have it. You've got to have the establishing glue on the inside of you called the word of God. Did you know the word of God keeps people together? It doesn't divide. It adds to it multiplies. It increases. How many want to increase? Then put increase in you. What you doing? I'm eating some increased flakes. Not frosted flakes, increased flakes. Prosperity flakes. Success flakes. Right? Amen? I'm having some success potatoes. Glory to God. I'm having a, a prosperity burger. Glory to God. The, the prophet said, thy words were sweet and I did eat them. Because he, he digested, he got them on the inside of him. You can't live like God unless the word is on the inside of you. You can't. You've got to have it on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Verse 9 and 10, Psalm 119. How can a young man, oh, we read that, let's go on. Verse 15 and 16. I will meditate on your precepts. That's the process of getting it in you. And thoughtfully regard your ways. The path of life is established by your precepts. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Everybody say, not forget. You know, when it's in you, you're going to recall it. When it's in you, He's going to bring it to your remembrance. Hallelujah. Oh, verse 32. I will run the way of your commandments with purpose, for you will give me a heart that is willing. How many have a willing heart? You're willing to allow it to get in you. You know, this is something that Mary did. Mary was a young girl, probably preteen, maybe 12, right? And an angel came to her and began to give her a message from heaven, okay? Now, seeing an angel would probably freak most people out. Most people passed out. They, I mean, they felt, John, when he saw an angel, he felt like a dead man, right? Same thing with Daniel, too, like... And, you know, the angel actually had to pick him up. Ezekiel, you know, they saw some angels and they were like, whoa, you know, people glorify seeing angels. But when you read the Bible, people saw angels. They were majestic things. I mean, it was awesome. Right. And so this angel begins to talk to Mary. And in Luke 2:19, everything that the angel said, the, Mar Mar the Bible says Mary kept these things where in her heart. She didn't understand it all, but she willingly accepted the word. And actually, the word became alive on the inside of her. The word became an embryo in her. And it was growing and developing. She felt the embryo, she felt the word kick. Right? I don't know what kind of craving she had when the word was in her. Right? And so everything that the angel said, Mary kept it in her heart. She actually hid it in her heart, right? Same thing with verse 51 of Luke 2. She hid it 
in her heart. Why? Because she was going to need it for the things that she was going to face. And having the word hid in her heart gave her the means to deal with the things that were going to come her way. Right? She, she treasured up God's word. She preserved it. She kept it safe. The safest place to keep the word is in your heart, inside of you. Right? It's inside. Say, I've got it on the inside. Hallelujah. When you have it on the inside, you're going to keep it in your mind. It's going to be at the forefront of your life. And this is what Mary did. She kept it on the inside. She preserved it. See, when she was at the wedding, she, you know, she, let's go to John 2 for just a second. John chapter 2 for just a second. Hallelujah. Now, it started off, verse 1, it said, On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. I'm going to say she was there. She must have been involved some way in this wedding. Why would you say that someone is there if she had no part in it? Right? And... Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when the wine was all gone, the mother of Jesus said to him, See, she had been hiding things about the word in her heart so that when she needed to make a withdrawal on the word, it was on the inside of her. They ran out of wine. Running out of wine is not good for the host. Okay? So Mary, having hidden these things in her heart about her son Jesus, about what the angel said, about what she encountered with Elizabeth, about what she heard and what she saw, right? When, when, when her and Joseph lost Jesus, I mean, you realize they were, go- they were separated for three days. Mary thought Joseph had him. Joseph thought Mary had him. And they're like, where's Jesus? Don't know where he is. And they go back to the temple, and he's in the temple just like, he's just chilling. Right? He's talking with the doctors of the law, and he's blowing their minds. And Mary said, oh, don't you know that, why did you do this to us? He said, don't you, wouldn't you know that I'd be about my father's business? And Mary pondered those things in her heart. He was 12 years old then. Right? So, she's carrying all this in her heart. Why? There's going to come a time when you're going to need it. So, if you don't put it in your heart, you won't be ready when you need it. Right? It's like, do you realize God gives us direct deposit? We can get his treasure and put it in our safe. Right here. And guess what? You don't need a combination to unlock the safe. You don't need a fingerprint or a retinal scan to unlock the safe. You can just speak it. Once it's in there, it's accessible. Okay? So Mary said they have no wine. Because she'd been pondering some things in her heart. She'd been keeping some things in her heart. Well, Jesus said, woman, he wasn't speaking bad to her. This was a normal uh, thing, okay? What is that to you and me? My time to act and be revealed has not yet come. And his mother said, <laughs> I'm telling you, she had faith in her heart. 
He's like, it's not my time. Whatever he says, do it. Right? You know what? Faith changes the atmosphere. When faith encounters lack, it's going to bring a solution from heaven to, to bring plenty. Right? And that's what Mary did. Because she was hiding the word in her heart. And she told the servants what to do. And then Jesus was like, he was obligated. Because her faith was working. Right? And how about the time when Simeon saw Mary in the temple? And he said, your son is destined for greatness, but there's going to be a sword pierce your heart. Do you realize that Mary saw her son crucified? How can you deal with that? Because when you hide the word in your heart, when you hide the word in your heart, no matter what comes your way, it, it, it has an answer. It has strength. It has peace. It has comfort. Right? And we know that Mary, according to Acts 1, she was also there on the day of Pentecost. And she got filled with the Holy Ghost, just like the others. How did she do all that? She hid the word in her heart. And when you hide the word in your heart, it'll put you over anything that happens in the world. You know what the Bible says? In, I think it's in 1 John, either 4. It says, he who is in you, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Notice, he who is where? In you. Jesus told the disciples, he said, the Holy Spirit is with you and he shall be in you. God wants some things in you. Because he knows that you're going to face some things. He knows you're going to go through some things. He knows you're going to be challenged. Wasn't he challenged? You have people just trying to kill you all the time. Right? They, they were trying to do that to Jesus. So getting his stuff in you. Amen. Hiding his word in your heart. Mary did it. And she brought miracles. Right? She was submissive to the word. Lord, have your way. Everybody say, have your way, Lord. Are you ready for God to really work the way he wants to work on the inside of you? Do we have a heart that's full of clutter? Have you ever tried to find something you needed in a drawer full of clutter? You know, you're like, oh, where is it? It's... You... Pulling out things. But you know what? When you've got God's word in your heart, he orders your life. When you have his word in your heart, you're just like Jesus. You can do what Jesus did. You can operate in his authority. You can tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Why? Something in you is greater than the enemy. We've got to hide his word in our hearts. Amen? His word is the source of our joy. His word is the source of our life. Hallelujah. We've got to hide the word 
in our heart. Colossians 3, and this is the last scripture. Colossians chapter 3. Verse, starting with verse 12. As God's own chosen people, how many of you are chosen by God? All of us are. Amen? Say, I'm chosen. And you weren't chosen to be frozen. You were chosen to have fire. Amen? You weren't chosen to be frozen. You were chosen to have fire. Fire shut up where? In your bones. You got fire inside. How many got some fire on the inside? Amen? Whoo, glory to God. As God's own chosen people who are holy. Are you holy? Set apart, sanctified for His purpose. You've been set apart, sanctified for His purpose. God's given you a God-divine purpose. And well-beloved. How many are well-beloved? You say, I'm God's beloved. You are. And by God Himself, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. How do you put on a heart like that? You get the word on the inside. Right? Which has the power to endure whatever injustice or unpleasantness comes with good temper. Say, I've got power in me to endure. You're tough enough because He's in you. Right? You're tough enough because the God who's more than enough is on the inside of you. Verse 13. Bearing graciously with one another. How can you put up with people that annoy you? Because you've got love on the inside of you. Hallelujah. And willingly forgive each other if one has a cause for complaint against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so should you forgive. Verse 14. Beyond all these things, put on. And wrap together in agreement, or put on and wrap yourselves in unselfish love. Say, I'm wrapped in unselfish love. Oh my goodness. Ooh, that's so good. I'm wrapped, I'm a, I'm a wrapped in, I'm an unselfish love burrito. I'm wrapped in unselfish love. Hallelujah. I'm wrapped in unselfish love. From God above, I'm wrapping. Hallelujah. Which is the perfect bond of unity. Now, look at verse 15. Let the peace of God be the controlling factor where? In your heart. How many have peace in their heart? You have an umpire in your heart. To let you know what what is safe and what is out. Right? To what is fair and what is foul. Right? To this peace indeed you were called as members of one body. Be thankful to God always. Verse 16. Let the word of Christ have its home within you. Dwelling in your heart and your mind permeating every aspect of your being. How many are being permeated with the Word? Woo! It's like, how many know those old percolator coffee pots? They had the little clear knob on top, right? And when the water got hot enough, it started to boil, and it would shoot 
coffee into that crystal, that crystal thing, right? You know that w- w- the more coffee shot up, it was about to be done, right? I'm telling you, the Word of God is percolating on the inside of us. It's just waiting for an opportunity to come out when it's needed, when you need it to, when you need a miracle, when you need God's power. I'm telling you, something's on the inside that's percolating, and it's going to come out at full strength. Let the Word of God dwell richly. What kind of a word account do you have in your heart? You got ten bucks in there or you got millions of dollars in there? Amen? It doesn't cost you anything to deposit. God's given you the, the mine right here. This is the gold mine right here. All you got to do is take it from here and put it in here. You don't, have, you don't have to physically dig. Amen? But God's given you the mind. All you got to do is put the gold in your heart. It's accessible to you. Right? Alright, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish and train one another with all wisdom Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I'm telling you, when the word is in your heart, there's always a song on your mouth. The word will make you sing. Why? Because it's good. It does the body good. The word of God on the inside. Amen? Verse 17, whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. When you got the word in you, you will talk like Jesus, you will act like Jesus, you will be like Jesus. Jesus never lost. Jesus was always victorious. Jesus never got up depressed. Jesus walked away from those who wanted to kill him. Jesus walked on water when necessary. Amen? You've got the same word. He's the living word. Right? He's in you. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you when you need it. Amen? Giving thanks to God the Father. Oh, we need to give God thanks right now. We need to give him thanks. That we can get the word in us. Amen. Come on, stand to your feet. Start to give God thanks right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Something on the inside. Working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Having God's word on the inside. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're hiding His Word in our hearts. I'm going to succeed. You know why? I'm hiding His Word in my heart. He told Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Why? Day and night gets it on the inside. Day and night gets it from the pages to your brain into your hearts. Then you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. If you haven't been having good success, the wind is about to change in your direction tonight. If you've been struggling with getting a healing or hearing from God, 
or being who God wants you to be, the struggle is over tonight. Amen? I'm telling you, you got some TNT on the inside. And I'm about to light that fuse. You know, when you light the fuse of TNT, it goes boom. So, Father, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm releasing that fire of God in the name of Jesus. That fire is going to light that TNT. That gunpowder is going to explode in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Fire, 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 fire in Jesus' name. Listen, people struggle with different things. Struggling is not a sin, it just means you need a boost. You need a spiritual boost to get you over the hump. Right? So if you need to get over the hump, I want you to come up right now and you're going to receive from God tonight. He's going to activate what's on the inside. Hallelujah. Yeah. You are the salt of the earth. And you haven't lost your flavor. You've actually gained some flavor. So Father, I thank you right now that you're shaking her up in the name of Jesus. Getting ready to disperse her in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Something is going to be activated in you tonight. The gifts, God put them in you. The calling, He put in you. The direction, He puts in you. He puts it in your heart. You have your own GPS that is linked to God. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus... I thank you, Lord, that the struggle is over. The toil is done. And it's time to prosper and succeed just as you've created him and called him to. In the name of Jesus, let the power of the Holy Ghost come upon him right now from the inside. Let the volcano erupt in the name of Jesus. Burst forth in power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just as the water created the Grand Canyon, it moved, it moved through the rock, it carved out the crevice. And it moved through the canyon. God says, my power is moving through you. Like a mighty rushing river in the name of Jesus. It's flowing and it's growing in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. You're going to put her over. You're going to put her on the top in the name of Jesus. Let the power of God flow right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Power 
Like a fire hose. When that fire truck arrives and that tank is turned on, that pressure begins to flow through that hose with force. Why? Because it puts out the fire in the name of Jesus. God's putting out some fires that the enemy caused, that the enemy started in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He's putting out the enemy's fires with the force of the Holy Ghost and the flow of God right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Son, I put my incorruptible seed in you because you're good ground. And that seed is about to burst forth. That seed is about to break through. And what's on the inside is going to grow. And it's going to produce a harvest. And it's going to change the situation. Change is on the inside of you. Change is in you. The power of God is working mightily on the inside. In the name of Jesus. Father, strengthen his bones. Strengthen his heart. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you that he's got fire. Fire. Fire in his bones. In the name of Jesus. You have been wired for success. And I will not allow the enemy to disconnect those wires. Unstuck, 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 moving forward, marching on in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for the power of God on the inside of her to break forth and to break free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Break forth, break free, break forth, break free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Father, that the fountain on the inside of her is turning into a river. Hallelujah. An endless flowing stream of your glory, of your goodness, and of your grace. Lord, you're strengthening her with might in her inner man, in her heart. Strength is coming. Strength is being renewed. Strength is building in the name of Jesus. You're going to be like a running back that breaks through every tackle. Because God's got something for you to score big on. In the name of Jesus. You've got the ball, and you're going to break free, and you're going to run all the way, and you're going to score the touchdown, the winning touchdown, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There's going to be a power that's breaking forth from the the inside, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Wind blow, let the wind blow. Watch how the wind blows. 
When you hide the word in your heart, the enemy don't know where it went. He can't steal it. He can't steal it. It's in a place where he can't get to. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Victory's on the inside. Healing's on the inside. Joy is on the inside. Overcoming is on the inside. Taking lands is on the inside. Moving forward is on the inside. Everything you need is in you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You've got power and peace. You've got joy and love. You've got patience and kindness. You've got goodness and faithfulness. You've got self-control on the inside of you. Say, everything I need need is on the inside of me. Because I've hid God's Word in my heart that I might not sin against Him. I've been inoculated with faith. I'm an overcomer. I'm, an I'm a champion. I'm a champion. I'm going to live forever. Live forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm called, I'm cleansed, and I'm complete in Christ. I'm called, I'm cleansed, and I'm com- complete in Christ. Hallelujah. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, if he dwells in you, he's dwelling in you. You've got resurrection power in you. Hallelujah. You've got grave opening power in you. Hallelujah. You've got death overcoming power in you. Glory to God. He'll quicken your mortal body. That power will quicken. That power will make alive. That power will charge you and energize you. Hallelujah. You've got new wine on the inside. New wine. New wine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A new intoxication. Hallelujah. A new intoxication. Hallelujah. Someone say, praise the Lord. Lord. All from hiding God's word in your heart. Hallelujah. Yes. A simple thing that has powerful results. When God's word is in your heart, all the restrictions are off.
When God's word is in your heart, you know exactly what the will of the Father is. You don't have to question. You don't have to reason. You don't have to wonder. All you have to do is consult the counselor within. You have a Holy Ghost consultant on the inside of you called the Holy Spirit. He works for free. Hallelujah. But you've got the greatest consultant ever. He knows everything. He knows the Father's heart. He's in you. The Holy Ghost is in you. The Holy Ghost is in you. Hallelujah. God says I'm going to increase your strength right now. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is your strength. <laughs> the enemy's been defeated. Hallelujah. I just feel the waves coming. Ride the wave. Ride the wave. Ride the wave. Ride the wave. Isn't God good? Yeah. Father, we're so grateful and thankful for tonight. Thank you, Lord, that you allow us to hide your word in our hearts. We keep it in our hearts, Lord. That way it's always with us. Wherever we go, we can access it whenever we need it. And Lord, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise tonight for your work that you've done. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week. God bless you.